You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA the NFL and fantasy sports. You can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets, or you can visit us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Probably beginning next week, you can watch us live again on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. The holiday season and uh, the fact that the Branson household still does not have water is uh, sort of getting in the way of those live shows, but we're going to get those back in gear starting next week. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by the panel from the mean streets of Cotswold, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com, David Walker. That's right. Non-Cotswold today, Doug, again, still still down here at the beach. Do should we have people send you water? That probably wouldn't help though. If they just sent you like bottled water to your house, that wouldn't be. No, no, I don't think I don't I don't think that's necessary. Uh, I I have plenty of diet root beer. Uh, That's that's you know I'm just showering and that. Um, So uh, also joining us, he writes for Dime. He writes for Uproxx. He writes for everybody. He's not Edwards. Not what's going on. Man, Doug, if I knew that, I would have, like, probably, again, we need to send you a potable water truck, bro. That, we we need to send you one of those and just make sure that you, again, you can shower and, and do everything that's possible because I know after at some point you and Katie are going to get sick of each other. What? No, what? no, no. She Well, she's already sick of me, yes, but I, I'm not sick <laughs> of her. But I will say this, that we... We just take for granted how easy these utilities, these services that we depend on from the the city of of wherever we are from. We just take for granted how easy everything is until it is until it is ripped from us. Uh, I don't doubt that. That's not. That uh, I'm not. That's not some rev- revolutionary thought by me. Uh, but no, we're fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. We've we've got great friends who are who are helping us out. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to let everyone know we will be doing the YouTube live shows uh, coming up soon. We've got a great show ahead because, uh, Nada, you've written something very interesting for Uproxx, your latest piece entitled, Why Tanking in Charlotte is Not an Option for the Hornets. So we're going to dig into that, get your thoughts on that, and I would love to hear from from our listeners as well. You can tweet us your thoughts at LockedOnHornets, or you can email us, buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com, and we will read them uh, on the next show. So if you hear something that Nada says, maybe you agree with it, maybe you disagree with it. I know this is kind of a hot topic amongst listeners, so we definitely want to hear from you uh, on this. Also, uh, what else do I want to talk about in this show? Uh, This show is brought to you by MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% deposit bonus. It's the only place to do your sports betting. MyBookie.ag. You play, they pay, uh, you win. Uh, So we're going to dig into that article. Also, uh, we had a comment from uh, Jeff Van Gundy on the national broadcast about Steve Clifford. We'll tell you uh, what Van Gundy said. Talk about that. Plus, Patrick Ewing yelling at kids who make no money. 
And he's the coach of Georgetown now. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to play that sound luck. for you and get your thoughts on that. Plus, bad food takes. I saw, I saw, guys. <laughs> I promise, I promised you I was going to talk about this, and I meant it. Something, something people are passionate about more than anything these days. I no. saw the absolute worst food take, and it came from one of our uh, venerable uh, Charlotte sports. And a voices. former coworker of mine. Right. Not a you know him very well. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to bash the man because I respect I respect the man. I want to just bash the food take. Cuz yeah, I think it's yes. a very bad it's a very bad food take. So we'll get to that uh, in a moment as well. But first, let's uh, talk about this article that you wrote, Nada. Why tanking in Charlotte is not an option for the Hornets. My first question is simple. Uh, why isn't tanking uh, in Charlotte an option for the Hornets? <laughs> I mean, how fast do you want to see? Again, we talked about this. Well, let's uh, set the scene. Passing. Let's set the scene. So the Hornets are 14 and 23 right now. They are 12th yes. in the Eastern Conference. They're four and a half games out of eighth place. They are six and a half games out of fifth place. And there's about a season, uh, about a half a season to go at this point. And I, I say six and a half games out of fifth place because that's where they would realistically need to be to have a shot at moving to the second round because I'm not sure, and maybe you guys can argue with me on this, uh, that, uh, that this roster construction is capable of surprising a Boston or a Cleveland or a Toronto. So no. if they wanted to get to the second round, that fifth-place spot seems to be the, the money spot. They've won two out of their last three games. They look pluckier. They look more confident. They're shooting the basketball better. They look like the, the, the schedule's going to ease up, too. They look like they could win some games. But there are fans saying, wait, no, don't win games. Be like Atlanta. Be like Dallas. Uh, get you know Lose so that you can get a top pick. But you say, nada, that's not an option. It's not an option for two th- two reasons. Does anyone realistically think they're going to be able to out-tank an Atlanta Hawks team that's really, really bad? Like, Marco Bellinelli is one of their leading scorers. Yeah, a guy that came off our bench last year. You're talking about a really bad Mavericks team that you're not out-tanking. There are a bunch of other teams. Orlando, who started off so hot, is now falling by the wayside. They have managed to out-tank us as well. There are too many teams. There's about what five, six, seven teams in front of us for spot for spots for for guys like Luka Doncic or Michael Porter or Trey Young. I don't see how this is feasible in terms of a losing games standpoint, as well as it's not an option from a business standpoint because. As Doug, you brought up, I want to say a couple, uh, like during the New Year's Eve show, that people won't come back for, for at least until the fruits of the labor are finished in the tank. And that's basically a death knell for any kind of business that, that you're trying to run around here. It doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. And the, the point of contention for the article that a lot of people have with me is by the time the fruits of the labor are there, this, this this team's going to be in Seattle. Well, that, and that's something you've been saying for a long time that uh, that uh, they can't afford to tank because uh, because of the business reasons, because of what the result would be, and that would be eventually uh, the the sale and move of this team is, is your prediction. Uh, but I want to I want to step uh, back to the one of the first things you said that um, you know they would have a difficult time out. It's not outperforming out 
not performing some of these teams like Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta's getting buy-in from some of their best players on this tank. You saw Dennis Schroeder the other night basically lose yeah, exactly. the game for the team. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have a tough time because this team does – the Charlotte Hornets do have talent, right? They've got good players. They've got one of the better point guards in the league in Kimball Walker. Uh, they have Nick Batum who has not played well – to start this season, and some of that has to do with injury, and I think some of that still has to do uh, with trying to figure out what kind of player he wants to be for this franchise. Does he want to be a distributor? Does he want to be a a second fiddle? Or does he want to, on you know more nights than not, be one of the better players on this team? Uh, he has to figure that out in the second half of this season. And they have Dwight Howard, who, while his efficiency is down, he's had a significant impact on this team uh, for, for mostly better, I would contend. So they have uh, talent. They have talent, but uh, but at the same time, uh, that talent is underperforming. But I don't think they could underperform, as you said, Atlanta, New Orleans. But the other big thing, Nada, is that, and you addressed this in your article, is that, and I don't think some fans really truly grasp this that a that a tank when they say the word tank, it's not a one year thing, right? I mean, this yeah, exactly. is exactly. It's it's it, absolutely not. Yeah, and it's funny because Charlotte trusted the pro- tried to trust the process before Philly even thought it up, and that one year, that seven and fifty nine year, where we had a bl- border horse Diaw that was basically Fat Elvis. You had a Tyrus Thomas whose only highlight was getting shoved in the locker by Paul Silas. You had rookie Biz. You had rookie Kemba, and very little hope outside of that, and they went seven and fifty nine. There are things like that that, again, it was a bad system, a bad team, and they ended up with the number two pick in the draft. And Michael Kidd Gilchrist, instead of Anthony Davis, which was the prize, which still is the prize of that draft. You can make a case that, yeah, Beal should have been here. Yeah, Harrison Barnes should have been here. But we're not so, – and this is the other thing. You don't know necessarily know how they develop in a place like this when – Clifford wasn't here. You, they'd had, they've had one year of Mike Dunlap. And basically, the process has failed when you talk about tanking process. The process has failed in Charlotte. So asking this team and its fans to do it again, it's kind of a fool's effort, isn't it? Yeah, and it took so yeah. it, it took David. It took two seasons to get to seven and fifty nine. It took because uh, they were forty four right. and thirty eight in tw- in two thousand nine, uh, two thousand ten when they went to the playoffs under Larry Brown. Then they went to thirty four and forty eight, and then finally to seven and fifty nine. So that took two years, um, but it's taken Philadelphia five years to get to where they are. Right, and they're out of the playoffs as it stands today. Right, so I mean that's what I don't think most people realize or want to admit. Nada, and you said it in that piece. Tanking really doesn't work. I mean, if you're looking at it, you know, look, show me the teams that have tanked and are now in the running for a championship, right? It's, it's not Boston, not Toronto. I, I kind of take Cleveland out of that because I think anytime you got LeBron in the mix and, geez, how many, you know, first uh, overall picks have they had? Three. That's kind of a special situation. But, like, the whole East, I mean, none of those teams tanked. Milwaukee, Detroit, um, certainly not Miami. And, I mean, where are the teams that have tanked that have, you know, are now challenging for a championship. I don't think they're out there. No, they're not. They're they're honestly not. I mean, look at Houston, Golden State. Both neither have, I believe, outside of like Steph, it, it, neither have like a top ten pick in their on their roster that they drafted. So it doesn't work. You got to find. Yeah, and you mentioned it. it. 
It's funny, New Orleans, you know, you mentioned Anthony Davis. He hasn't won a playoff series yet, right? Like, yeah, he's he, been in the playoffs. He was the prize. Of that. Not that he's bad, but one, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But it's not like that uh, That prize has turned out well at, for for the franchise in New Orleans in terms of, of wins. I mean, certainly they haven't won a playoff series yet. All right, this is a good conversation. I want to continue this conversation, but we'll take a quick pause, and, and we'll come right back and, and, and keep talking about this. This is Locked on Hornets. We got a couple of rookies here. I got David spreading fake news. Guess what? Four championship games in a row. Continuous success, sustainability. I've got Steve Bob not plugging in his headphones. Which I would love to see JaVale McGee, uh, you know, get out there on the ice velodrome or whatever you call those things. This is a professional show we're trying to run here. Only on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout on some of these betting sites? I know I am. Well, sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. MyBookie is your hookup for all of your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. You got to play where the pros play on mybookie.ag. You can play the money line, side, or total. MyBookie is your hookup for all of your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Let me let you in on a little secret. Where you are betting at is just as important as who you are betting on. That's right. That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, you can get your winnings in just two business days. Two business days. And they have a new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. But you have to use our promo code Locked On. That's the promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, back with uh, David and Nada Edwards, whose latest article for UpRocks is called Why Tanking in Charlotte Isn't an Option for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Previously, we went over some of the reasons, both on the court. Uh, Realistically, it would be difficult to trade <clears throat> excuse me, or move some of these players uh, to get bad. And also there's a business component of this uh, that we went over as well. So Nada, what's the answer then? Like, what do you suggest the Hornets do uh, moving forward uh, to try to get this ship moving back in the right direction and get fans back into that arena? To keep doing what they're doing, quite frankly. I mean, the goal was to get to the playoffs by hook or by crook. I'm not necessarily so sure they need a second round appearance. As long as they make it, I think they're going to be okay. Indiana's coming back to the pack. Um, Detroit's coming back to the pack. Seven, eight, even uh, again. There's uh, against Toronto. I'm not necessarily afraid of the of them in a seven game series. Again, find Toronto in the playoffs. Make them your ideal dance partner, and possibly go going forward. Go for that. You might get a six game series but you know what six seven game series for a season that started out so bad considering that they're considering that again Batum got hurt Monk was out for the early part of the season uh, again from for summer league on and basically had to use the regular season as his training camp 
there's yeah. a lot of these things where there's a lot of bad luck for Charlotte, which is basically very typical of the fran- of, of the franchise since it's come back. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of bad luck. But at the same time, we've seen that bad luck to begin a season can you can find yourself in the second half of a season from January on because you have last year's Miami Heat that started out, I believe, eleven and 30 and then went on some ridiculous run in the second half of the season right, i so, mean so what do you think about that david stay the course uh the the suggestion from nada edwards i know a lot of fans of this show listeners of this show would not be happy with that they don't want to stay the course they they don't want to uh remain mediocre they want to do something maybe not maybe and, there, and i know there are some people out there listening right now that say hey I don't want a full-scale tank. I'm not asking right. for that. I'm saying do something that moves this team away from the current direction that it's on. What say you, David? Yeah, I think for me, I've never been one in favor of tanking, but I think just to look at the other side of this thing, if people are in favor of that, you know, they're four games out of the final spot, the last spot in the East, right? So I think that's where people are like, man, well – you know, if you if you lose a few here or there and you have that chance to get one of these guys that's going to be a difference maker, like a special guy, that form of tanking, like kind of the how the Spurs got uh, Tim Duncan, right? Like had a one-year dip or horrible and then rebounded with getting a special player. I mean, that's, that's a lot so, more That's so th- – th- there's so many variables right. in that, right? Because the Hornets essentially did that and ended up mm-hmm. – losing out on Anthony Davis and and having to take Michael Kidd Gilchrist who they thought right. would also be a franchise difference maker hasn't exactly turned out like that uh, for the Charlotte Hornets and and you said that many times on this show David that the problem with any uh with with tearing down the franchise in that way is that there are no guarantees you're Look not guaranteed at, yeah. to get that pick. You're not guaranteed if you do get that pick that, that that player turns out like you want that player to turn out. Look at this year. As stacked as this draft is, I mean, Fultz isn't playing, right? But but Lonzo Ball has had struggles. And, and, and the guy people are talking about is the guy we talked about yesterday, Donovan Mitchell, who was drafted later in that first round. So it's like there's so much luck, and, yeah, there's so much work that goes into it. And I think that's where the Hornets need to concentrate is – improving on that scouting, improving on their selection. But I, I just think that um, sustained success, being a playoff team, like Nada said, just being in the playoffs, you can saw, you can call yourself a playoff team year in and year out. That's the way to build a team, a franchise, to be successful in the long run. I mean, I think people look at this. Let me ask you guys this, because there's this philosophy, right? It, you got to mm-hmm. be – you don't want to be in the middle. You got to be worst or you got to be first. And anything in the middle is 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 uh, purgatory. And I just think that's been taken way too far uh, to to you know rely on that all the way because where the Hornets were coming from, the Bobcats, the bottom of the barrel, starting from scratch, really, right? When they came back, they were they were nothing. I just don't think you go from from zero to a hundred in like two or three seasons. I just, I don't think that anything worthwhile is going to be that easy. So you've got to build sustained success, you know, put a coach in place, put a philosophy in place and, and draft smart and build with young talent, make moves where you can. You're also a small market team. So you're going to have challenges just being in that scenario. I just think the way to do it is is to stay patient. And it's hard to do that when you're a fan, but it's a lot easier to do that if you're putting an entertaining product that's winning 
more than losing. All right, let us know what you think on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, or you can email us your thoughts, buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I I think what's – or not push back on you, but just I'm going to wonder what staying Mm -hmm. the course looks like uh, for the Charlotte Hornets because I agree with you that this team has been snake-bitten this year. But if they don't make the playoffs, I just wonder, even though – it may be an issue of circumstance. They're without; they've been without their head coach uh, for uh, almost, if not more than a month at this point, mm-hmm. and they've they've sustained several injuries to major players, which has been uh, basically a part of this franchise for a couple of seasons now. But at the same time, I wonder how patient the ownership is going to be with not making the playoffs and paying as much money as they're paying for this roster because they are right up on the the luxury tax threshold. It's what kept them uh, from really making some moves in this previous offseason. And if they don't make any moves at the trade deadline or at the beginning of next offseason, they're not going to have any flexibility again. Uh, so yeah. I wonder if, if you know they've gotten to where they got to where they got two seasons ago because of savvy trading and savvy dealing by their general manager, Rich Cho. We we played the Cho nose bite because yeah. he had done a lot of savvy things. Well, if they're not patient, what does that next general management regime look like? What would they what would that new uh new general management want to do with this franchise? That's I that's think a, that's a big question. That's that's the big question. And to be quite frank, I mean I don't see Jordan being patient, especially with 2019 and the All-Star game coming. And I think they also, again, there's a bunch of different discussions to be had on 2019 if they don't make the playoffs. The first one, and we've talked about it before, is is Campbell Walker staying? Again, that that's that's the spanner in any kind of discussion about 2019. If Kemba, they go to Campbell Walker and they're they're trying to take his temperature, and they find out, hey, Kemba doesn't want to return. Kemba's a, Kemba's a big name. Kemba's the only name for this team. If he doesn't want to stay, then you then that puts a that puts a spanner in everything. That blows the, the entire thing up. That's the one thing where you could say, okay, yeah, now we may have to tank. Now we have to sell this as our franchise player does not want to stay. We need to go get assets. We need to talk to a team like Denver or something along the lines of that, that's where this all changes. However, to be quite frank, if let's say they don't make the playoffs. They're a top 10 draft. They, they picked in the top 10 this year. You're telling me that basically a redshirt season from Monk, a top 10 mm-hmm. pick from this year, and running it back with a healthy Batum, healthy M- – A new, Kig- new backup point guard. A new backup point guard – and probably finding some way of creating that space on creating some kind of space on the roster to sign a backup point guard and probably saying goodbye to Frank Kaminsky in one, one way or another. Cause I think that experiment is over. I, I'll be comfortable running it back with that next year. I'm sorry. I Doesn't get, that feel better than starting it, from scratch. Right. Yeah. Guys. Well, I mean, I mean obviously, I mean it's gonna it's going to equate to to more victories. But I, I but I again, I, I think there is a subset of of the fan base that that will always uh, be for tanking because they want 
they want that shiny draft pick. They want to. They, they want, they the want to be grits. top three, which will, which we haven't mentioned, will be more difficult in years to come as the NBA uh, reduces the ability uh, of of teams to to get that bad and to be guaranteed that high a draft pick. the The odds are going to to uh, uh, to decrease in in terms of your ability to. Yeah, get you that. only get the top four instead yeah. of yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Top one, two, three. Whatever. All right, got a couple more things I want to talk about. Uh, this audio that we saw, or well, well, we got video uh, on Twitter of Patrick Ewing now coaching uh, Georgetown, was uh, associate head coach for the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, he was getting in. I don't know which player it was in particular for Georgetown, but he was getting into this player on the sidelines. Let's take a listen. Step back one legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? That's it's Patrick Ewing. Have you ever? What is that shot? Have you ever practiced that shot? Uh, So you're seeing the difference between uh, the professional level of coaching and the uh, college level of coaching. Because Patrick Ewing, I would bet, would never get into a professional basketball player like that. I, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't it could have that. been talking about Frank there, you know. <laughs> but exactly. I don't think I don't. I would ne- well. First of all, you just don't see that on NBA sidelines. I'm kidding. In games, I'm kidding. Like you in just don't games, see that. Yes, practice whole different story. Maybe practice whole different story. I think and maybe, but it, you know, it's it's really tough when when these guys are making a lot of money and they're at a professional level, and a lot of these guys have they're the best. They were the best player in high school. They were the best player in college, and it's just it's more difficult in the NBA. Uh, but what do you and think? So, what do you think about Patrick Ewing getting into his player again? These, oh, that's full on Jamaican dad. If you have a, if you have a Caribbean parent or relative, I promise you, you've heard that at least once or twice. I promise you. Like I, again, my mom, my um, mom's side of the family is from Dominica, and my my grandmother has done it occasionally. Her, my aunt on that side has done it occasionally. Yeah, that, that that's something you hear. We've heard something like that. Have you ever done that before? Then why are you doing it now? Should have cleaned your room. Yada yada yada. This and that. Yeah, I, I, I heard. I heard that the first time I was. It took me back to my childhood. Step back one things. legged. What kind of shot is that? Yep. Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? When? Have you ever yeah. shot teachable, that shot? Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Very teachable moment. <laughs> hey, how crazy is it, guys? The timing of this whole thing because. He would be the he would be the acting head coach right now if he was still in Charlotte, right? Like it's he dripping, would be stepping in, dripping for, with irony. Yeah, you mean sweating like again, dripping with sweat in with irony in the fourth quarter and coaching even poorly than Silas. I love Patrick Ewing. How how is George? Uh, hopefully they're doing well. How how are they doing? Uh, you wouldn't. By they're that? doing okay. They're doing okay. They're, they're doing all right. real. You guys, my, you guys are my. You guys are my. Well, they lost. Okay, they lost that game apparently to to Butler, ninety one eighty nine. Because of too many of those shots, I bet. Too many mm-hmm. shots like that. They never practiced. Have you ever shot that shot? I gotta isolate that. <laughs> I want to take. I want to just take that bite and. and oh, we use can it use it. I'm sure. Oh no, there, there, there are places we can use that. There, there are going to be games <laughs> where you can use that. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy on the national broadcast, Cleveland versus Boston, according to uh, Brian Geisinger. On Twitter, uh, smart guy covers the Hornets uh, for Queen City Hoops, for Sports Channel Eight, for the Buzzbeat Podcast. Tweeting, 
Uh, Van Gundy mentions during Cleveland-Boston broadcast that Steve Clifford is starting to feel better. Quote, all signs are pointing to good, unquote. Now, I didn't watch this game. I didn't hear that. Uh, so if you if you heard it, let us know. Um, but, uh, you know, there you go. So Van Gundy would know. I mean, the, the, he's very close with Steve Clifford. So, so is Stan Van Gundy, his brother. Uh, Clifford comes from the Van Gundy coaching tree. So getting some inside information from Jeff Van Gundy, who's never afraid to share that kind of information. Well, first and foremost, we all, we all want him to be healthy. That's the first concern, right? But, I mean, I think if he came back, it would be a boost for the team, obviously. Um, I think Silas, as you mentioned, has done – better than anything kind of held it together right and, and some of that's to silence and some of that's to the players and uh, better be, there we go yeah hey nada i was just saying uh if clifford we hope he's healthy first and foremost but if he were to come back i think it'd be a, obviously a boost to the team but i think they've done a pretty good job of holding the mental state more than anything together like credit to silas on that front and the team really and i guess to what clifford had put in place before he was out, because it easily could have gone. I mean, it hasn't gone smoothly, but uh, but like you don't see a lot of infighting or anything like that. I mean, maybe no, they're starting you, to turn things around. No, this has absolutely been like a bang up job, and, and this has been pretty well of holding it this all together. Yeah. And more importantly, I'm pro- at this point, they're starting to figure out who they are as a team, and with Cliff, I don't know. Sometimes it's better to take a step away. And then figure out what the, again, what the team has. And then you can work with that. More importantly, like healthy cliff was one of, was my one new year's thing that I wanted to see in 2018. So him being healthy, him heading back to where he wants to be is basically all I really care about. And the fact that he's going to be back no matter how this season ends. I mean, I'm I'm kind of okay with that, despite all this health stuff and all everything that's going on with yeah. this team so thus far this year. I think it would be a big boost for the Charlotte Hornets to get uh, Steve Clifford back. Uh, he is highly respected in that locker room, and uh, when he uh, after he after he left, I mean, uh, Stephen Silas called it a a hole in their culture, and so uh, so much of of that uh, locker room, so much of that team philosophy, so much of the team culture is built around and because of Steve Clifford. So uh, they they definitely want to see him back, but they I'm sure they also want to see him healthy. So that's just a little bit of information that we got from Jeff Van Gundy there. We will keep you updated uh, if we get any more information about a, a possible uh, return for Steve Clifford to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, before we go, I did promise this, the absolute worst food oh, take wow. I've ever seen <laughs> coming from uh, uh, Mac from WFNZ, former co-worker of Nada Edwards. And the take is this on Twitter saying, I don't get this. I feel like Harris Teeter blows Publix away in the sub game, in the submarine sandwich no. game. So he, he <laughs> likes Harris Teeter subs over Publix subs. That's the absolute worst food take I've ever seen, guys. Publix subs are, are the only choice in grocery store subs. No, they're, they're, the, they're the only ones, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that he's never had a chicken tender sub. I had to text him about that at some point. Last night when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, text him, text him, because this is an outrage. Harris, the, the thing is, Publix, the, the subs are part of their business model. Like, Publix 
loves to be number one in in best subs. And Harris Teeter, it's just like like every grocery store has to have some kind of like pizza, subs, food that you can pick up on the go. It's sort of a requirement for most grocery stores. So for Harris Teeter, it's just a thing that they have to have. For Publix, it's part of their identity. So it's always going to be better. The Publix here down the street from the studio, there is like at lunchtime, forget it. You better you better bank on 45 minutes just to get your sub because the line is all the way to the registers and the, the deli is halfway across the store. People love the Publix subs and they love them. Look, Publix is not like Coca-Cola. It's not like Apple. It doesn't have this crazy brand identity where even if Apple forgets to innovate and they just put out, you know, useless crap like they're doing now, it, it still doesn't matter because people are going to buy Apple. That's not what Publix is. People buy Publix subs and they're number one because it's they're the best quality. Whew. It's not close either. It's not close. Fire. <sighs> well, you guys eat a, a Harris Teeter sub? Like, you're, you're just all I the way out. I tried like one time. and You tried it one time. <laughs> I, I, it was well, the last. It was the last you're time. You're more brave than I am, Doug. You're more brave than I it am. Was, I, I, no. It was like an Italian, like, roast beef type of sub. It was just wasn't very good. The bread was the bread was extremely soggy. What couldn't couldn't hold up. Uh, the, the mm. I thought the the like veg the the grilled onion pepper thing that they put on there was disgusting. Ugh. Had no taste. Publix wouldn't do me like that. Publix no has a quality standard because again, when something is part of your identity, you do it well. Just like the Hornets, when when turnovers. And that's the thing, even without Steve Clifford, I want to tie this back to what we just talked about. You can see that even without Steve Clifford, they're still not turning the basketball over. They're still uh, one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the league. When things are part of your identity, you're good at them. That's it. You, there's quality that's that's associated it's a, it's with that when things are part of your it's identity. That brand statement. It's that brand statement, Doug. And it, quite frankly, the other thing is that their um, bakery at Publix, yeah. top notch. Cakes are cakes are with it, and yeah. and, and Publix uh, doesn't yeah. have to battle you on price. That's the thing. Harris Teeter has to battle you. They want to bring you in with good value and good price. Publix says, "Forget it, forget it on price. We're just going to give you the best stuff." And when when you don't have to battle on price, you win. Mm-hmm. So that's my. I just think that's. Let us know what you think on Twitter at Locked On Hornets if. If you, what do you Locked think, public subs. subs? Locked on subs. You're on the Locked On Podcast. <laughs> if, listen. <laughs> Hashtag Locked On Subs. We're not afraid to take on some food takes on this show. That's for sure. And I and I, and I managed to get the Hornets tie in there. So you have to give me that. Nice. It, 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 was, it was very well done, Doug. Very okay. well done. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And on Instagram, at Locked On Hornets, David doing a great job on Instagram, as always. And Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. We're going to be back tomorrow with another hashtag Fun Friday edition of Locked On Hornets. I, oh, by the way, I lost the Draft.com challenge last night. So uh, I right. will, uh, I'll see if I can get some sunglasses. Maybe we'll knock two of these things out. I'll do the sunglasses tomorrow. And uh, Nick has to do one segment with a bad Boston accent tomorrow. 
and I have to wear sunglasses for the entire show. And whenever anyone requests it, I have to do the Luke Perry, bring the sunglasses down on my nose. Uh, so maybe if I can get the if I can if I can uh, get things up and running for tomorrow for the Fun Friday episode, video wise, we'll we'll do both of those. Uh, but make sure to tune in. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. For David and Nada, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Sharp. Sure.